Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Bantam Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to be joined, and, you know, we're finally coming along to springtime, and before you know it, it'll be summer, and the fall season will be get going. So with that, I'm very excited to have Rachel Sushner. She's the new head coach of Trinity College Women's Soccer joining us here on the podcast. And first of all, Rachel, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Rachel is the fourth coach in the 38-year history of Trinity College women's soccer. Uh, she most recently coached at St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, Northfield, Minnesota excuse me, about a 45 minutes south of Minneapolis. So first of all, Rachel, let's, I'd like to profile our guest. Uh, where did you grow up, and was soccer always you know, your uh, number one sport? Yeah, so I'm from Potomac, Maryland, just outside Washington, D.C., and growing up, just like a lot of kids, I played pretty much every sport, but pretty quickly I realized that soccer was the sport that I was best at. So as soon as you could play competitive club soccer at U9, I started playing and traveling all over the place, and I've been doing it ever since. And did you play any other sports growing up, or did you focus on soccer in the Maryland yeah. area? Um, I played, like, pretty much everything but in high school I played basketball and then I also ran track so I did those three sports in high school and then you went along to Skidmore College uh where you played soccer that's up in Saratoga I always like that name the thoroughbreds it, it, <laughs> it flows very nicely just talk about your college experience yeah so I ended up at Skidmore um basically I knew that I wanted Originally, I was wanted like a big Division One school to play soccer at, and then once I realized that it wasn't going to be a big Division One school, it was going to be some smaller ones, and not necessarily what I wanted academically. I opened up my search to look at some Division Three schools pretty late in the process, and one of those schools ended up being Skidmore. And uh, my coach at the time, she had just gotten there a couple years prior, so. Um, I loved the school, but also she recruited me to be a part of kind of rebuilding a program, and that was really exciting to me. And then talk about your time playing soccer. How did you guys do? Um, did you enjoy your experience of uh, playing soccer in college? Yeah, I loved my experience. It's definitely you know, going when I originally picked Skidmore, part of the reason I picked it was because I thought I wasn't going to be doing soccer forever, so I wanted a school that was stronger academically. Obviously, of course, it's super ironic because now I am doing soccer forever, but um, <laughs> my experience was awesome. Um, I I really liked my coach, and I loved the program that she was building while I was there, so it was really cool. Every year, we did better than the year before, so uh, I think when I got there, we were ranked I don't know, like 300, and then by the time I graduated, we had made the NCAA tournament for the first time, and uh, I think we finished up, we were pretty much nationally ranked throughout my whole senior year, and that was pretty cool, so we really ended up, I really was a part of a program that every year, like the stakes were a little higher, and we got a little bit better, so that was really fun to be a part of. And then, you know, talk about your transition. Everyone, whether you play sports or not, has to think about what they want to do after uh, graduation. Was it for you, was it an easy decision to get into coaching? Was there a little time period where you did something else before? Just take us back to that time period in your life. Yeah, I definitely wasn't planning on coaching, but so I graduated in 2009, and at the time it was really hard to get a job. But I uh, yes, had yeah. always planned when I uh, finished up my soccer season, my senior year, that I really wanted to con to continue doing something in soccer. I wasn't really ready to give it up. So I kind of thought, 
like a gap year type thing. And so I was connected. My head coach I played for um, was close friends with the Wellesley College coach. And a lot of my friends were living, going to be living in Boston and moving to Boston when we graduated. So, And another part was that I could also continue playing um, semi, semi-professionally. So but knowing that I could do both of those things, it definitely it drew me to be at Wellesley. And then what ended up happening was that in my second year, it became a full-time job. So I also was strength and conditioning, equipment room supervisor, a whole bunch of other things. Um, but in that time, I really was thinking that I was going to be in, like, the business world. I really – I kind of had my – that's what I majored in. I doubled in business and sociology, thinking I was going to do something in advertising. And then uh, just kind of like a lot of coaches, it's, it sort of falls – all in place, but I really didn't make a decision that I definitely wanted to be in coaching. I sort of resisted it a little bit, to be honest, even. And but I really loved it. But I felt like, oh, I should probably be doing like some business type job. And then it ended up working out really well because I uh, in during my second year, my head coach that I played for at Skidmore ended up switching and becoming the head coach at Clarkson University in New York and. From there, she asked me if I wanted to be her assistant, so I got to do, be a grad assistant, so I got my MBA there at the same time. So really, I didn't have to choose between going in the business world yet or doing so- or coaching soccer, but I think almost immediately within a couple weeks of being at Clarkson, so in my third year as an assistant coach, I knew, like, okay, I, I want to be, be a college coach. I think this is the right vision that I have for my life. And then you you mentioned uh, Wellesley College, Clarkson. You also went to Washington and Lee, and then uh, St. Olaf College. Just talk about that transition and how you went from assistant to head coach. Yeah, so when I was finishing up my grad assistant position at Clarkson, so I knew I would be there for two years, I knew that I wanted to be a head coach at a higher academic school, and I didn't want to necessarily just apply for any type of head coaching job I did have a specific specific type places in mind and so that's when I got the job at Washington and Lee and that was a full-time assistant position so I felt like that program was very competitive so I really wanted to learn from kind of like one more mentor and then from there after being there for three seasons then I was a better applicant for some better type jobs and that's how I ended up kind of stumbling upon St. Olaf's and then, you know, my experience at St. Olaf has been awesome, and I really loved it. I've really become really connected with my players. So that is sort of all bittersweet. But I did kind of know in the back of my mind that at some point, like, I would love to get back into the Northeast and specifically in the NESCAC. And so I knew I always kind of had it in the back of my head, like, if, if Trinity opens up, like, oh, that's the job I have to apply for. So um, that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. And then, um, so St. Olive College, take, that was your first head coach experience, correct? Yeah. And then just talk about what what is the differences specifically between an assistant coach and a head coach when you go from, like, the number two to the number one person making decisions? I think probably the biggest thing that it's it's all on you, really. And for better or worse, so, you know, one thing that I, I always say is that, yes, it's you get the, the taxing part of when players are – upset about playing time, like they're never annoyed at their assistant coach. They are annoyed at their head coach. And so, you know, when you're an assistant, usually everyone loves you and life is great and you don't have to deal with all these difficult conversations and all of that. But the other thing that you don't get when you're an assistant is you also don't like, 
you don't get all of the enjoyment of watching things progress over time because you're not always there long enough. And even just being a part of, like, you are a part of building up a culture a little bit more than an assistant, so you get that reward, too. What um, Talk about what sale-offs in Minnesota. What was the recruiting philosophy like? What type of kids, what part of the country did you look at? And, you know, you mentioned you're from the Northeast. Was that an adjustment kind of going to the upper Midwest? Yeah, so it was an adjustment in terms of, I mean, the culture, like, people are different than in the Northeast, at least initially, of people are friendlier and warmer here to start. Like, that is for sure a thing. Um, but at the same time, people where I'm from and, like, being growing up in the northeast people are definitely more straightforward so that has been that was an adjustment for me like i I always joke around and laugh about like sometimes i think when i make a joke like everyone my players sort of look at me like i'm some sort of alien (laughs) Um, not to say that that's going to change by going to connecticut but we'll see what happens um but in terms of recruiting (laughs) i I came in knowing that I wanted to kind of change the way recruiting had been previously done, just in terms of being a little more geographic. So at St. Olaf, less than 50% of the school is from Minnesota, but our the roster was not representative of that at all. So I knew, like, okay, I think it would be, like, we're one of the few schools in that conference that can recruit nationally. So I did try and recruit a little bit on the East Coast. I found that people from the East Coast don't really come to the Midwest, but I did find that people from all over the Midwest and on the West Coast will come up to Minnesota. So I I really spent a lot of time recruiting. I recruited a lot like Colorado and um, California, sort of like up on the West Coast, but then other places all throughout the Midwest, whether that's Wisconsin, the Dakotas, Nebraska. So I definitely learned a lot about, I went to a lot of places in Phoenix, so I learned a lot of, other big showcases and kind of other parts. It, there was a little bit of an adjustment, just learning some of those places. But having been at Washington and Lee and Wellesley, both of those schools also recruit nationally, so I had a little bit of an idea in advance. Okay, and then you mentioned earlier that you won't really want to apply for the Trinity job. What did you know about Trinity College uh, before you applied and, and playing the NESCAP? What, what type of things did you hear about uh, across the soccer circuit? Yeah, so I definitely knew Trinity and always, I think that it. many of my friends that ended up at Skidmore also looked at Trinity, I think especially the ones that were from New England. So I had always known it to be kind of a similar type school, but I knew that it was in a conference that's super, super challenging athletically. So that was really appealing to me. And then the more I kind of did my research, I, I, I knew that I did want to eventually kind of end up back in more of a city that was important to me because right now, although outside of Minneapolis, I did think it would be fun to be actually in the city. So once I kind of narrowed it down, I'm like, there's only so many jobs now that are left as my dream jobs. And Trinity was one of the schools on that list. So I I knew of it to be a good school, a really good school, um, great reputation. The student body and alums love Trinity, and that has always been really important to me in making sure that I choose to be at a place where people are really proud to be there, because I think if the students are really proud to be there, then they're really proud to play with Trinity on their jersey. And now take us to, once you, you know, you mentioned you still haven't arrived at campus yet, but what do you anticipate it to be like in the spring? Take us through the timeline, your summer, and as we head into the fall, uh, with the Trinity program? Yeah, the first thing, I mean, I've already gotten my emails. I've already started emailing with recruits and with the team and 
texting with the team, so I'm kind of trying to figure out, first get on base with them. I mean, of course, that's the most important part, the current team. Kind of get a gauge. I mean, whenever a coach has been around for a while, there's a lot of traditions and a lot of great things that you have to build off of, and it's not going to just not something where I just immediately change everything because some things were really good and some things were great traditions. So definitely build off some of those, learn a little bit about the team, watch, you know, I haven't, I haven't watched NESCAC soccer outside of a couple games I've streamed online, but really in a few years. So get back into the swing of that. But really, I mean, the first most important part is getting a hold on the current team and the quicker that, we can get to know each other. The more easy, the easier it's going to be once the season starts because the preseason so short. We just immediately play. So if you want to have some players buy in, then you have to kind of show a little bit of who you are. So getting a grasp of that. And then the other thing, recruiting is always, it's always it's the bread and butter of a successful team. So I've already started with that. Like I'll immediately the weekend before I officially start, I'm going down to the Jefferson Cup, which is a big showcase in Virginia. So I'll immediately start recruiting. Yeah, and you mentioned a great segue. Next question, you mentioned recruiting. Obviously, with, in Minnesota, you focus more Midwest, West Coast. Now, I would assume, are you focusing mostly uh, New England, Mid-Atlantic for Trinity College? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would like to see if I can make the team a little bit more ge- geographically diverse. It definitely, right now, I mean, it's mostly New England. So I'll kind of see. I mean, some of it's sort of learn from trial and error, but looking at a few of the other teams at Trinity that have been successful recently and seeing where some of their players are from. So I'll definitely try and see if I can not just recruit on the East Coast and maybe even some on the East Coast, but a little bit further south of maybe Connecticut, New Jersey, and see if I can go there. But some of it's a little bit of trial and error. And But already some players that I've been in contact with, they're from all different places around the country so we'll see if maybe some of the the connections i've made while i've been at st olaf and with some other clubs whether that's in california or colorado if i can bring some of that to trinity as well and then from x and o perspective for tell the fans and the supporters of the program what's your philosophy uh in terms of like attacking defense what's your general coaching philosophy uh i i think you're always playing based on the players you have, and yep. I don't know really what I have exactly, and I don't know exactly what I'm playing against, but I think whenever you can be a team that other teams are, uh, you're hard to beat. So whether that sometimes that might mean making sure you're just really solid defensively, but on the other side of that, it's also a team that's willing to attack with numbers and be dangerous because if you're only focusing on defending and not attacking, and it sounds like based on um, some of the other coaches I know in the conference that we do have a, a solid group. So I think if we can get a team that that's that wants to be a little bit scary going forward, that's willing to kind of shoot from all over the place and challenge the other team, then we'll have a good run. And I, again, sometimes it's kind of good when you come in as a coach, even though I do know all of the schools, I've always known all of the schools that we play against. Sometimes it's good to be a little bit naive at times because you're really excited. So hopefully that works this time around. What um, What is your goals for this upcoming year, maybe two or three years down the road? What are, what are the goals from your perspective uh, with the team? Definitely be, be really competitive in the conference. I think it's 
it seems really possible based on recent history where we should be finishing. We should be able to finish in the top four. I don't know if that will happen immediately, but it's in the past five years, I think Trinity has made the NCAA tournament twice. So that's really good. That's really difficult. So it's not like by any means we're too far off at all. So I think I kind of have to come in and keep an open mind and see what the culture is like and build some of that around what I want and where it's at and where I think it can be. So in the initial stage of arriving, kind of working the most on that side of things and then also along the way hoping that it can lead to a, a couple more wins. And But really, I mean, a big part of why I was so interested in this job was I felt like it really has the tools to be a team that can be really competitive in the NESCAC, not just be a team in the NESCAC, but be really competitive. So it seems to me, I, I feel pretty confident just based on recent history that we should be able to be finishing in the top four within the next couple of years. Okay, last couple of questions here for me. I like to always ask this. Pretend I'm a, maybe I'm just dreaming, but pretend I'm a star recruit. Give me the elevator pitch to come play for Trinity. That's a good interview question. So, um, <laughs> well, you know, one thing that we're doing here at Trinity is as a new head, the new head coach here, I'm really trying to create and uh, have everyone who's embodying a really positive culture. So people who, one thing that's really important to me is that your class year doesn't matter and everyone is equally valuable and everyone's opinions are really important, but at the same time, because of that, you're when you come in as a first year and then you arrive to a sophomore, you're not going to be treated like you're really young. You're going to also have the same expectations on you. And I'm, I want people, I want players who really want to make a difference right away, whether that's immediately getting on the field or just being a really good teammate. Either way, like the expectation is that you're going to push really hard. And even out of season, when you don't have a coach around, the expectation is that you're really, really want something, really want to be better. So players who who fit that mold, then that's, this is a really good fit for them. Players who feel like their academics is really, 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 really important, but then also soccer is a huge part of their identity. Those are the types of players we want at Trinity. All right. That sounds good to me. All right, last question for me, uh, Rachel. Outside, Take us outside of work and uh, Trinity soccer. What do you like to do in your free time? Um, say you have a couple hours to kill during the day. What, what's, your, what's your ideal day? I'd say I'm pretty – I've gotten really recently into biking. So um, I've always been into running and working out, but biking has kind of been a good outlet for me. Of, you know, it's a long – Usually those workouts are a little bit longer and a little more time alone. Like I definitely am a social person, but I think it's nice to kind of just be in the outdoors and enjoy that. So I'm excited to bike around in a whole new place and have some new trails to go on. All right. Yeah. The Hartford area definitely has uh, some good parks for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, coach, thank you so much for the time. We're excited to get to campus and uh you know before you know it, it's gonna be the end of the summer start of fall and the season will be right around the corner yeah i can't wait all right good luck thank you okay thank you